0: what's up 10 and j man show nation this is tanner lee one half of the 10 and j man show and on behalf of myself and my co-host josh the j man month we want to thank you for listening to our podcast while you're at it on whatever platform you're listening on please hit that subscribe button and if it happens to be on apple Podcasts, please give us a rating review that really helps us out if you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Mencho. If you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tannen J Man Show Store and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So, thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tannen J Man Show.
1: We're back. <laughs> With another episode of the Tan and Jay, man, showing this extremely warm um, late May afternoon here in uh, just gorgeous Rochester, Indiana. Um, how you doing tonight there, Tan, man? I'm
0: doing well, man. Yeah. Doing well. Like Played a same, lot of golf over the weekend. Played a lot of golf up in Michigan and in Indiana. Watched a lot of golf. Got a lot of golf to talk about tonight. Uh, it's Are a golf-full episode.
1: I was going to say, you all golfed out?
0: Close, but no.
1: <laughs> you ever reach that point where oh, you're just, just like... like yeah, yeah.
0: Usually when come, football starts, or right? Ask me come August, i get pretty burnt Man. out. But I'm trying to limit myself. You know, I play golf league every Thursday night, nine holes. And then I usually play at least 18 on the weekend, if not 36. Uh, 45 to 54 holes max for the week's good for me. Hmm. Anything over that's a little too much.
1: What was your best round this weekend?
0: Uh, I shot 87 <laughs> Friday uh, at, a, at a really nice course. Took a nine on a hole. That kind of hurt. That does hurt. Uh, shot 11 under in the scramble on Saturday. We tied for second. So we get free entry uh, next year, which is nice. And shot 86 here in Rochester yesterday in the tournament. So that's that's my year average right now, 86. Mm. i just kind of kind in that funk.
1: It'll creep lower as uh, the weather starts getting warmer. You start getting out so. more consistently. Um,
0: hope you're right. It'll
1: get better. That
0: that handicap will drop. Look in the J-Man crystal ball.
1: Yes, it's right up here, right? <laughs> J-Man crystal ball. Um, you yep. got something to say? <laughs> yes, I
0: do real quick. Uh, order any merch yet? No,
1: <laughs> I'm no, I'm bad at that. Yes, you are. You're wearing merch. Right I am. Now, I'm going
0: to stand up for the camera this week and show this off so I don't close the screen. But uh, yeah, it's one of the new Tan and J Man Show shirts you can uh, purchase at Tan and J Man Show We got short sleeve T-shirts, long sleeve T-shirts that you don't really need right now, but coming a couple months. Friday, you, you might. Yeah, uh, we got hoodies, we got zip ups, we got coffee mugs, we got tank tops. Show off the guns. In the summer. Uh, all kinds of stuff. We got J- Book It t shirts and hoodies. So Book It. Tan and J Man Store.com. Yes, sir.
1: Got some birdie bogey for me? I do. Am I going to get it right this week?
0: I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's football related. I was going to, I like to try to relate it to an event going on, but I wasn't going to give you an Indy 500 question. I could, that would have been funny, but. It would have been funny for you. I, I, I had heard <laughs> this NFL trivia and I liked it, so I'm like, I'm going to roll with that. It's all active players, okay. who's the only active guy in the NFL that has rushed for at least eight touchdowns the last five seasons. So each season he's ran for at least eight touchdowns or more.
1: In each of the last five seasons? Yeah. It's uh, only one good guy that uh, has done
0: it. There. Yep. Pretty Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome
1: LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, NobleGnomeLLC.com. Are they going to be uh, selling sweet corn this year? Do you know?
0: Yes, they will be. Uh, it's just not ready yet.
1: I was going to say, it's about getting to uh, sweet corn season here around the 4th of July, I think. Yeah, July, um, Yeah,
0: early July sounds did about right. you say they're
1: selling flowers, too?
0: Yep, selling flowers, uh, so it's not just vegetables and produce, but they got flowers as well, mm. all different kinds. I don't know the kinds off the top of my head. I should, but I don't. Um, get some stuff. Yeah, get, get some, some flowers, flowers, get some get some veggies. I was get gonna, some, you took my thing.
1: I was I'm gonna just say some, yeah, I'm, I'm, some I'm, I'm
0: veggies. on a roll. I'm on a roll. I'm just I'm just rolling. I'm rolling right What's now. With it? I'm rolling right <coughs> now. But uh, while while I get this show shared on our socials, why don't you uh, do some do some cub reports?
1: Yeah, uh, Cubs had a pretty good week here. Actually a really good week. It was kind of an emotional roller coaster the first part of the week with the four game series against the Washington Nationals. Old buddy Johnny Lester came back <clears throat> for the Nationals and uh, pitched on Monday night. That was the weirdest I've ever felt. Watching a Cubs game, it just it didn't seem real. Um, even when he was out there, Cubs knocked him around pretty good, which was nice to see. Um, it, it was just strange. Kyle Schwarber hits a homer for the Nats. Of course, they got huge standing ovations, both of them. Um, Schwarber ended up having a pretty good series. He had a homer on Thursday as got well. Got some Twix, too. Got some Twix, Or yes. it was a Kit Kat? Twix. It was Twix. Twix, yeah. Twix. Uh, Chris Bryant left him some, uh, left his old buddy some Twix out there in left field for him. There's a lot of Twix out there too. I love Twix. <laughs> Nobody ever leaves me Twix, um, but no one really likes me like they do Schwartz. Um
0: I'm not disagreeing with you there.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Johnny Johnny Lester, greatest free agent signing in uh, the franchise history. He was the guy when they signed him. It was like, okay, they're for real. They're going for it. Finally, he raised the ceiling. He raised the floor. Um, and he said he was going to come there and win a, a championship, and he did. He won a World Series in 2016. Phenomenal player, phenomenal teammate, one of the most generous guys you'll ever be around. He, after the season last year, after he, I think it was after he signed with the Nationals, once bars kind of opened back up um, in the Chicagoland area, he had a few different – bars he had where he gave his uh credit card to and he said any miller light somebody orders is on him that was a bud light pretty sure it's miller okay. um it might have been a bud light i'm not sure um, I, I know Schwarber loves miller light um but i'm not sure unless i'm pretty sure it was miller though now, now you got me confused but anyway he um he uh paid for all the Miller Lite in the Chicago land area one Friday night, I think he spent over fifty-five thousand dollars. Which, of course, when you make you've made close to two hundred million, um, pocket change. Not that big of a deal, but still nice generous gesture. guy. He uh, when Anthony Rizzo was diagnosed with cancer back when he was 18 years old, freshly drafted by the Red Sox. Of course, Lester went through the exact same thing. Um, Lester really took Rizzo under his wing and um, was kind of his mentor, Um, and they've become really good friends. And it was fun and funny to see them because Lester grounded out to Rizzo in his first plate appearance, and and Rizzo uh, just kind of nonchalantly grabbed the ball and flipped it over, and you could read uh, Lester's lips said, I hate you. Um, So that was a pretty funny moment. But Cubs knocked him around really good which uh, I was hoping for. Jason Hayward hit a homer off him. Wilson Contreras hit a homer off him. Javier Baez hit a homer off him. Um, and the Cubs ended up with a really, really good week. Went 5-2 and two, uh, this week. They took three four from the Nationals and then had a huge series win on the road in St. Louis last night. They're playing really good baseball at home so far this year. They are um, – I'm going to go look it up real quick if I can. Um, I know at home they – are 16-9, so they've been one of the best teams at home in baseball. They're only 8-13 and 13 on the road, but it was huge to beat a division rival, 2-3 um, on the road, especially the team leading the division at the time. But really, this entire month, they've played fantastic baseball. They're sitting here. After going 11-15 and 15 in April, trade talks were already chattering up about Chris Bryant, Jock Peterson, uh, even Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, those kind of guys, and there was a report that the um, front office and uh, president of baseball ops, Jed Hoyer, uh, said that how they play in May will, de- or how what they do in July will depend on how they play in May. They're sitting here at 13 and seven um, in the month of May with a plus 30 run differential. Offense um, this month has hit 263 with a 336 on base percentage, 420 slugging percentage. This is after hitting 216. Um, In the month of April slash March, they're making more contact. David Ross is pushing all the right buttons as far as his lineups go. They're playing really good baseball offensively. Pitching's been substantially better this month as well. In the month of April slash March, the first part of the year, their um, pitching staff had a 4.89 ERA this month in the 20 games, 2.84 ERA. The starters in uh, the first month of the year, 5.81 ERA. This month, 3.55 ERA. The relievers, I can confidently say, for maybe the first time in my entire life, that the Chicago Cubs have the best bullpen in all of baseball. They have a 1.89 ERA this month, and as a whole, their uh, reliever ERA is 3.02 ERA. And if you take out Shelby Miller's two innings where he gave up seven earned runs, they have an ERA of about 2.75. They're leading baseball in strikeout percentage. Their bullpen is their second, in ground ball rate. Uh, their third. They have the third lowest slugging percentage against, and. Um, their ERA is top three in all of baseball, and it's a number one in the National League. They're missing bats. Um, Craig Kimbrell's been fantastic in the ninth inning. Andrew Chafin's been fantastic in the eighth inning. Ryan Tapera um, pulled a rab out of his hat last night. They had Cardinals had bases loaded. Nobody out in the seventh inning of a 0-0 game facing Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado. Got Edmond to ground into a 4-2 put out. Got Goldschmidt to pop out catcher and then got Arenado to strike out um, there and the Cubs end up winning the ball game. Um, bullpen's been fantastic. Rotation's been so much better this month. Uh, Zach Davies ERA this month is 1.74, I believe. Kyle Hendricks ERA this month is under three. Um, they're starting to get length as well out of the uh, starters because that was been a huge bugaboo so far. They um, In the first month of the year, they had the... I think the lowest or the second least amount of innings pitched per nine innings, um, as far as the as the rotation is concerned. So that just puts a ton of strain on the bullpen, and of course the bullpen's probably going to regress a little bit because you can't really keep this pace. Um, but so far, so good with them, um, and hopefully they can continue to win ball games. They have a week this week where they face the two division rivals. They face the Pittsburgh Pirates, Cincinnati Reds, the two worst teams. Um, in the NL Central and two of the worst teams in the National League so far, but they've struggled with the Pirates a little bit this year. Um, Reds are still fairly dangerous as far as their offense is concerned, um, so just got to keep stacking series wins there, T Dog.
0: They've sucked you right back in, haven't they?
1: Every week, this week they'll probably go two and four, and I'll be out again. Um, yep, that's the uh, that's the nature of this Cubs team. They had um, of their previous six losses. All of them have been by one run. So they're they're pretty close to being pretty good. But at the same time, I'm not going to say they're this really good team. But they do have the fourth best run differential in the National League. They're only two games behind the St. Louis Cardinals now um, after being five games out on May 2nd. So just three weeks later, 22 days later, um, they're right back in the thick of things. Um, and hopefully they can uh, they can continue to play pretty good baseball.
0: David Ross got injected last night.
1: Yes, it was the – I'm sure you saw my Twitter. Oh, yeah. It was a rookie umpire. He's only 30 years old, so he's our age essentially uh, behind the plate. Not saying that that means he's going to be bad, but it was the worst strike zone I have ever seen in my entire life. That's saying something. He was given at least six inches off the plate. Adam Wainwright was called, um, had 31 called strikes last night, which was tied for the most in the majors this year with Kyle Hendricks. um, In a start – 14 of them were not actually in the strike zone. Eight of those pitches started in that bat. So when you're getting up 0-1 every single time on pitches that aren't in the strike zone, your line's going to be looking pretty good there uh, for Adam Wainwright, and it was. He pitched really well because of that. Um, he had good stuff as well. Cubs didn't hit the ball hard against him at all, so that's not really an excuse of why they weren't scoring runs. Um, but you got to get better, guys. That's why you need robot umpires. We have the technology. It's time to go. Even – I don't know if you watched any of the game last night. I did not. But the reason the Cardinals had bases loaded, nobody out in the seventh inning was because of a blown call at third base where it was a bunt attempt. Ryan Tepera kind of threw wide of the bag. David Bodie had to dive. He caught it. The umpire called him off the bag uh, when his foot was clearly still on the bag, and he tagged the guy before he got there anyway. And they called him safe. Cubs didn't have a challenge because they blew at the uh, – The uh, inning before, um, I don't know if they need to add more challenges because you can't have calls blown that bad and not being able to challenge just because you lost one earlier in the game. Maybe give them two challenges. If it would have been the eighth inning, they could have challenged it anyway, no problem, but the fact that it was the seventh inning I think is asinine that they couldn't challenge that, and it almost cost them the ball game, but it didn't. Um, Javier Baez, who has been striking out at a rate of 40%, of his plate appearances and in strikeouts this year, which is number one in baseball, he's still been incredibly productive. He had his 11th homer last night, which leads the team now, um, off a nasty, nasty, uh, reliever and Alex Reyes, who the pitch before Javi hit the homer, Javi swung out a ball that bounced four feet in front of the plate. <laughs> then Reyes made, Just the a little short. <laughs> Reyes made the mistake of, uh, throwing him something in the strike zone, and Javi hit it 407 feet to dead center and Cubs won the ball game.
0: So hopefully they can keep uh, keep playing pretty good. So he tweeted it's time for David Bowie to pack his bags and go back to Iowa.
1: Yeah, David Bode's in a real bad stretch uh, right now. He's playing bad defense. He had an error the other night. Uh, that I don't know, I don't remember if the run ended up scoring. But he's hitting 194 this year with a 271 on base, a 302 slugging percentage. This comes a year after he hit 200 with a 303 on base and a 408 slugging percentage. He plays okay defense at third base. He can play some second. Um, His strikeout rate's slightly... Um, higher than league average. His walk rate is about league average. Uh, he's just, he's consistently hitting the ball hard, and that's what they'll say. But eventually, you you have to start actually getting on base, and Bodie's not doing it. The problem is, I don't know who you call up right now. I mean, they have some injuries. Jason Hayward's on the injured list. Uh, Anthony Rizzo's dealt with the back issue. Javi Baez dealt with the back issue. he's still a solid uh, utility guy, but he shouldn't be playing or getting nearly as many at bats as he's getting um, right now. But I don't think he'll be sent down anytime soon. That's just my, uh, my prediction.
0: A lot of teams around the league starting to get heat up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, San Diego Padres are on fire. They're sitting there. They have the best record in baseball right now, 30 and 17 Dodgers. After having that real bad stretch, they're up to 29 and 18. They're on fire Giants, Swept the Reds in a four-game series. division's tough at the top. Annihilated them because the Reds stink. Um, Rockies have actually started to play a little bit better. <laughs> I mean, I don't better know if they've Diamondbacks. played better, but they have been better than the Diamondbacks. This is a crazy stat I saw earlier in the week, and I want to see if it's been updated at all since. Yeah, it's about the same. Rockies at home, 16-12. and 12. Solid team at home, you know. 2-17 and 17 <laughs> on the road. Mm. And they say course Field isn't, isn't a home field advantage. They're getting outscored by 54 runs in 19 games on the road.
0: Why well, put a team there when they did back in yeah. 93? I mean, it's but, I mean, They got idea. a market. market to, I mean, yeah, the they fans have the whole, nobody to root for out there. whole before. plains.
1: Um, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of Cardinals fans out there. Um, yeah. I think it's an interesting job opening, though, their general manager position. Because, yeah. I mean – you win out there, and the people will love you. Sure,
0: you win a division. Yeah, you do something you've never done before. Yeah.
1: and it's it's an interesting challenge for a guy that might want to go out there and try to. True. maybe we're just try something different. Yeah. I mean, what they're doing now isn't working. No. Um, Charlie Blackman, you can clearly tell, once out, his effort level is so low. I don't know if you saw. I think he gave up a – I Think a pod. It was Jake Cronenworth hit an inside the park homer. Um, Charlie Blackman was jogging to the ball. You could just tell he, he wants to get you
0: know, out. Trevor Story's not going to be back. He's on the last year of his yep. contract.
1: The problem with old Chuck Blackman is uh, nobody he, wants to eat that contract. Nobody wants to eat that contract, and he's not very good anymore. No, nope. um, Trevor Story's not having a good start to the season. Maybe he's starting to feel maybe that uh, contract year kind of yep. pressure on him. But they're um, not very
0: good. And the guys that are coming through for him are guys you really never heard of.
1: Yeah, Josh Fuentes mm-hmm. won in uh, player of the week last mm-hmm. week. A um, few other baseball notes. Are we seeing too many no-hitters? Yes, I agree.
0: It's turning into the triple-double. Not, 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 that's what I'm comparing to. I mean, you're still always got more triple-doubles, sure. but triple-double used to be at one time a Huge really big feet. deal. Yeah. So of no-hitter. Now it's like, oh, we've seen six before June.
1: In. Not to take away anything from the guys that are throwing them, but sure. the guys that are throwing them should not be throwing no hitters. <laughs> no. Spencer Turnbull, uh, John Means. John Means is having a good year for the Orioles. But um, some of these guys have no business <laughs> throwing no hitters. It used to be these top, top pitchers that are throwing them. Every once in a while we'll have some, like, flash in the pan. Guy comes out of nowhere like Philip Umber and throws a perfect game. Um, we're seeing them about every single week anymore. And – I mean, they've changed the ball again. Rob Manfred did, that idiot. Um, a few years ago, ball was flying out of the ballpark at a record pace. Now we're seeing no hitters at a record pace. It It's starting to mean very little yeah. now. I mean, Corey Kluber throws a no hitter. He's obviously a really good pitcher. Uh, I was still,
0: surprised that was the Yankees' first no hitter since 99. That is
1: surprising. I, didn't, I, I just don't didn't think I saw know, that.
0: Yeah, since David Cone 99. Uh,
1: yeah, I think we're seeing way too many. Um, in my opinion. But, hey, Yankees are still playing pretty good. Yeah, they
0: are. They swept the White Sox over the mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, it was an exciting win Friday night. They turn a triple play yeah. and then walk them off later in, in the bottom of the night. The same guy that started the triple play Gleyber walked them yep. Yes. And then they got a walk-off walk yesterday. And, a shrimp. Yeah, and Saturday they won 7-0. So yep. it was nice. Uh, I did remind some of my White Sox friends about it and got some <laughs> not-so-nice replies, which is fine. But they do the same to me when they beat the Yankees in a series. So it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> but um for my bull prediction, I need the White Sox to be good, which they are a good team. Yeah, but, good. Uh, Winning
1: the division at 26 and 19 so far, game mm-hmm. and a half up on the Indians. Um it's time for Tony La Russa to pack his bags and uh yep. get the heck out of town.
0: Never coach um, again. Never manage again, I should say.
1: Jerry Reinsdorf hired his buddy or forced his front office to hire his buddy, and he's starting to lose the locker room. Um, didn't take long. There was already reports that he was losing them in spring training, and now these new comments. Yerman Mercedes uh, for the White Sox hits a th- home run on a 3-0 pitch against a position player. They're just killing the Twins. I have no problem with it. For one, have fun. It's baseball. And two... The Twins put in a position player so they could save their bullpen. Why should right. the White Sox take it easy on him at all? Yerman Mercedes, keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Tony La Russa calls him out and says, oh, I don't agree with it. There will be consequences. Tim Anderson comes out and says, keep doing your thing, Yerman. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I hope I'm not pronouncing it wrong. Um and then he threw his best starting pitcher, Lance Lynn, under the bus. Lance Lynn said, You know, the way of baseball with the unwritten rules is going away. There's a reason why they're unwritten rules for one, mm-hmm. It's because they're not actually rules. Right. Um and so Lance Lynn said that and Tony La Russa goes, There's a reason why I have why I have an office and he has a locker. <laughs> That's a good way to uh to throw your
0: lose ace, your whole team
1: ace under the bus, lose your entire team. Um I don't mind the White Sox, and I think they're fun to watch. But uh, I've been rooting for against Tony Larusa for as long as I can remember, and it's fun to root against the White Sox. And it's, I mean, he's—I don't think he's any better than Rick Renteria. Yeah. And uh, old Jerry Reinsdorf forced his front office to hire him. Reinsdorf deserves what he gets. You're right. That's as much scorn as
0: possible. You made an interesting note earlier when you said John Lester is the best free agent acquisition in Cubs history. Who's your top five? oh man i'm throwing Um, you on the spot just because i was like oh that's if i don't do it this week i'll I'll forget about it
1: ben Zobrist for one hit essentially he he, he was a really good player but he had the biggest hit in the history of the franchise um he'd be in the top five a lot of these guys they got trades because they got Derek lee in a trade ramos ramirez in a trade sammy sosa in a trade. Free agency hasn't really been around that long. I don't I'm gonna look up was Andre Dawson a or a free I don't know if he was a free agent signee or a trade. That was before we were born. Yeah, uh, so Andre Dawson was a free agent, so he'd be in that easily. Um I mean, John Lackey had some good years. Um
0: your boy Ted Lilly.
1: I love Ted Lilly. He'd probably he'd probably be in the top five. I'd say probably Alfonso Soriano would be in the top five uh, yeah, as well.
0: Yeah,
1: and he had some pretty good years. He had some really bad years. Mixed Ramos in there was as well. a trade, right? Ramos was a trade. Derek Lee was a trade. Um, Carlos Zambrano was signed as an international free agent, so that doesn't count because he was 16 years old, I think. Um, a lot of their big acquisitions have been via via trades so Mm -hmm. there's probably i'm sure there's a guy i'm missing that i'm gonna get yelled at for but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah
0: any more baseball
1: seems like i did have something else but uh Usually around Memorial Day, we see teams kind of fall off and trade rumors start ramping up. So here this week, if you're right on that uh, bubble, you better have a really good week, kind of like the Twins right now. They're sitting there at 17 and 29. They're a good team on paper, and they can go on a run. But if they don't do it quick, they're going to have to sell
0: Yep. More stadiums are starting to open up their capacities.
1: Cubs are going to 60%. White Sox are going to 60% both on May 28th. Um, Of course, we have the Rangers at 100 and Astros at 100. Cardinals are going 100 mid-June. Cardinals are going to 100. Um, Crane Kinney, the Cubs president, said the goal is for Wrigley Field to be 100% by July, which would be fantastic.
0: July July seems like the goal for a lot of sports, Mm. concerts, all kinds of things to start getting back on the road if they haven't already and and if they have been on the road to open things up as much as they can. Please get vaccinated,
1: people. Please.
0: I mean, you showed a picture last night mm-hmm. um,
1: of a vaccinated section at an NBA playoff game and an unvaccinated in section in Madison Square Garden. The vaccinated section looked like normal. The unvaccinated section, you were spread out still. Um,
0: and yeah, they had like, it was either thirteen or 15,000 in the garden last night? Especially New York. They rocking too. because. I bet. And Trey Young and silenced play- them. Playoff back, basketball back into the garden. And Trey Young, as we'll First talk about later, years. silenced them big mm-hmm. time. So yeah, who would have thought before the season we we're gonna get a Knicks Hawks playoff matchup? Not this guy. <laughs> I didn't even
1: know the Hawks were in the playoffs, <laughs> let alone a five seed. Yeah, um, pretty good year. You know who their coach is, right?
0: Um, yeah, Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Went
1: twenty seven and ten after he took over after their guy got fired. Um, I think the Pacers
0: screwed that one up. Pacers should get rid of their coach, but they won't.
1: Pacers need new a new ownership, a new front office.
0: Everything. Tear it but to they the ground. won't.
1: They won't. They they refuse to be bad enough yep. to get a top lottery pick.
0: I mean, it's amazing that Paul George is their only top ten pick since going back to eighty nine.
1: Free agents will never want to go there. It's it's like a huge big time free agent signing with the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. It's just not gonna happen.
0: Which the Hornets did get. I guess at the time, uh, no, nope, that was wrong, nope, nope, nope. they lost Kemba to the Celtics, never mind. Yeah. I was thinking they got him from the Celtics, but that was wrong, never mind. Wrong again, Yep, yep, yep. But uh, before we get into our (coughs) golf talk here, I want to remind everybody that this podcast is brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like the J-Man and myself. Sir. It's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. You can find these products and more at circle15golf.com, which I'm going to show everybody here, all the viewers that is, the listeners. you got to go check out the video version to see this. And here you can see, of course, you got the Genesis, the Glove Hub, the Genesis and Glove Hub bundle. You got three pack of Genesis gloves. You got Circle 15 snapback hats, Circle 15 flex fit hats. You got different repair tools. You got ball markers. You got a little bit of everything. And of course, they got a nice story about how Circle 15 came to be. And um, instead of trying to explain it to you, why don't I just let uh, one of the founders, Chris Smith, take it away
2: it is all with the idea that every single person is going to have access to pga tour caliber product and i think we've done a great job hands down the best golf school in the north was ohio state i couldn't have had a better college experience and still to this day when i think about ohio state uh i'm incredibly proud i'm incredibly glad that i went there and it's a place that was perfect for me and a place that i loved being at the transition from top level college golf to pga tour golf seems like it's a quick step it is a huge leap i started playing good and Next thing you know, I had some good finishes, and then I win. And they had just that year, in 1997, they had just started this whole concept of this battlefield promotion because they felt like if you could win three times on the Nike Tour, then you should go immediately to the PGA Tour. And I remember battling the emotions walking up to the green, and all the sacrifices and all the things you dream of it's just all—it's just all coming minute. in. But, overwhelming court. amount of emotion. Circle 15 Golf. It's been a dream of mine for 11 and a half years, and this has been a fun project for me because the team is always looking to innovate. We're always looking to get better. We're always looking to see, okay, what is the next thing that that we're going to do to this, or what is the next product that we're going to come up with? And we've come up with some really cool, innovative products that are top of the line tour quality. When you get the glove, you are going to have the same feeling that I had every single time when I was playing at a tour event. It is a tour caliber, tour quality product that will continue to evolve and continue to get better. I would love to be able to bring that to everybody. 47 years of golf. Started on a nine hole, 3,000 yard public golf course. 23 years on the PGA Tour limited events at this point on the pga tour back to playing on a public golf course my life has come full circle and this is circle 15 golf
0: but yeah let's get right into the golf talk uh, the pga championship was held at the Ocean Course, Kiwa Island, and it was a fun course. The PGA Championship, or the PGA in general, I think, always sets up their major courses better than anybody. They're always tricky, but yet fair, And like the USGA. When they get theirs to be so absurd, it's almost like silly golf out there mm-hmm. at times. Um, they set up the course to where it would reward good shots, but so-so average shots it would not reward, and it was set up to let Mother Nature do its thing. Let the winds whip where they're gonna whip. Let it help the wind help where it's gonna help. Where it hurt where it's gonna hurt. That's a lot of H's there. Um, and I, I thought it was really enjoyable. I didn't get to watch a ton on Friday and Saturday. I watched a lot on Thursday, and then of course uh, yesterday, the final round. And man, what a, what a fun final round it was! Uh, going into yesterday, Phil Mickelson had a one-stroke lead on Brooks Koepka, <coughs> and a few other guys in the mix, Kevin Streelman. Uh, who else was in the mix there? Louis Ustazen. They were really kind of the only four. There was a couple guys that were within seven, eight, six shots maybe, but didn't think they really had a chance. Started day yesterday, I thought Brooks Koepka was the guy to beat. Even though <laughs> Phil had the lead, I said, I don't know if Phil can keep it up. Mm-hmm. Brooks is uh, good at coming back and and, and winning these things and then shooting something low. Um, and in Phil's game, we just saw it. A week or two ago, two weeks now, I guess, in the Wells Fargo tournament over in uh, Quail Hollow. He was the lead around one and then just faded big time. Um, but, you know, I kept waiting for him to do that all weekend <coughs> long, but here it came into Sunday's round, the final round, and he had to lead, but he was starting to slip on Saturday. Saturday he had this red-hot first nine. He got up the five-stroke lead, and by the end of the day, it was a one-stroke lead. He kind of was just trying to hold on, couldn't get into the clubhouse fast enough, and so yesterday, right right out of the get go, Phil bogeys, Brooks birdies, boom, tied after one hole. I'm like, here we go. Well, then on the second hole, Brooks double bogeys. So then it flips. Phil gets the lead, and Phil holes out from the bunker on hole three, which was the first real loud crowd reaction we've had at a sporting event in a long time that I can remember at least. Um, and then it was kind of back and forth. You know, Phil would hit a good shot, Brooks would hit a good shot, but then Phil kind of got the lead up to about four strokes. Then it kind of started dwindling down a little bit. And then he hit enough good shots towards the end. And this was a different Phil Mickelson this week. Phil's a little, usually pretty antsy. But he was slow, calm, cool, collected, even was walking slow. And I think he did that on purpose yesterday. Because Brooks kepka has been on record not liking to play with slow guys. Mm. So I think he was trying to take Brooks out of his game a little bit. Of course, Phil chose the CBD gum, calm yeah. his nerves, which they can do on tour. It's legal. Um, I think that's really helped him. But uh, it was just, it was, I was on pins and needles as a Phil fan at the end. Just like, just hold on. Just hold on. Um, didn't know if they'd, he'd be able to hold on because so many times he lets it slip at the end. But uh, got it done and made history at the age of 50. The big five-zero, 50, almost 51. I'll turn 51 here in a couple of weeks. He wins a major. Jack was the oldest at 46 before Phil, and now Phil does it at 50. And uh, I thought that his last major was going to be the 13 British Open, which was the last one he had won. But uh, he's now won majors in three different decades, 2000s, mm. 2010s, and 2020s. How many players have done that? That's a great question. I do not know off the top of my head. can't be more than a couple. Mm. Um, you know, I was kept thinking Brooks yesterday. If Brooks would have won, it would have been his fifth major. He would have tied Mickelson for majors already for wow. five. They, there would have been three PGAs and two U.S. Opens. And he's done that like the past what? He would have been the first guy ever to win three uh, PGAs in a four-year span. Mm.
1: Which
0: would have been pretty impressive.
1: How how many years would it have been if he would have won to tie him? Would it have been just like four years for him to do that?
0: I don't know how long Brooks has been on tour, but, yeah, he started winning majors just uh, back in 2018. Hmm. Cause 2018 he won the PGA <laughs> and the U.S. Open.
1: It's so hard mm-hmm. to win a major, and he just
0: – He gets locked in. I mean, uh, we, we mentioned him last week when we were talking about our favorites to win, and he hadn't been playing good. He was coming mm-hmm. off knee surgery, missed the cut uh, the week before at Wells Fargo, and um, or not at Wells Fargo, down at the Byron Nelson. And then he just gets locked in for some reason. It's like, in his mind, these other tournaments don't matter, which there was argument the other day on the Golf Channel, well, if he wins this, can we consider him one of the greatest of all time already? even though he doesn't have a ton of overall tournament wins, but he has five majors. I would consider him one of the greatest Absolutely. all time. The majors just count for more than mm-hmm. these other tournaments. Um, but Phil got his sixth, ties him for, I think, tied for 12th all time. I think he's definitely gotten to be in everybody's <laughs> top 10 greatest golfers ever now. I know one guy was saying, eh, I think he's about top 12, but I don't think he's top 10. I'm like, man, what he did yesterday at the age of 50, he just proved once again golf is a sport that doesn't judge on age. Mm-hmm or anything like that. I mean, the golf ball doesn't care how old you are, how far you can hit it, even though it helps a lot. It's whoever can get the ball in the cup in the fewest amount of strokes, and, and he's done that. And and Phil, you got to give credit where credit's due. The guy works on his game tirelessly, endlessly. I mean, he works on a – I mean, Saturday Night on the Range, they were showing him on the Golf Channel. He has four different driver heads. He's tinkering with driver heads the <laughs> night before the – final round of a major championship in which he's leading that's crazy yeah. it's like why would you mess with something but that's just phil being phil he's always looking for the av- advantage for himself kind of like bryson D. chambeau love him or, ha- or hate him he's trying to find what's going to work for him so uh but uh, phil is a man of the people he's a fan favorite you could see that yesterday in hole 18 that was a little bit of a scary uh uh looking sight, but it was also really exciting seeing all those people and and, and i heard today i'm on the, on the PGA Tour radio on Sirius XM. They only had marshals and security for ten thousand people, and there was more than ten thousand there. Hmm. So that's how it kind of got out of control towards the end, to where Phil and Brooks kind of got swallowed up by people when they were trying to make their way to the green. Um, but uh, fun tournament overall. Happy for Phil. Um, do you see
1: that picture of Phil when he was twenty, side by side with Phil at fifty? Looks the exact same.
0: His face hasn't changed uh, much. Not at all. Still so the baby face. Body has a little bit. Of course, he's wears shades now, and his hair is a little different. And he wears a hat. But he's he goes through different styles and spurts. But I think you know playing a little bit on the senior tour helped him. Yeah, he got a couple wins on the senior tour earlier this year. Just get some kind of confidence roll. This was his first win on tour, and I want to say since twenty eighteen, huh. he won to event, a world golf championship down in Mexico. Um, you know, a lot of people thought he was done. They're right. Yeah. He hadn't had a top 20 finish coming into this tournament this year. Mm-hmm. And
1: I think most people did think he was done. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of similar to the Tiger Woods winning the Masters yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, as far as guys that were on top of the world. Back at about the same time, those those guys were unbelievable. And yep. then uh, go away for a while and then
0: win a big one. And this probably gives Tiger motivation mm-hmm. once he gets healthy to come back because he is, I think, 45, maybe 46. So he's a few years younger than Phil. and. Maybe he has one more crack at it somewhere down the line. But uh, this gets Phil exemption to everything for the next five years. Nice. So he's going to be teeing it up at the U.S. Open when he's 55. <laughs> um, and that, that just – I think as long as he can compete on tour, he won't go full-time champions tour on the <laughs> senior tour. But uh, good for him, good for Phil, good for the game of golf. Really cool moment yesterday. Uh, Brooks Kepka, he'll get more. He'll get more majors, I'm sure of it. Uh, I was just happy my guy Ricky Fowler – Finally made the cup, but got a top ten finish, first top ten finish of the year. Um, could have been top five if he would have made that last putt on the last hole that leapt out. And that would have got an exemption into next year's Masters. But at least it's a confidence builder, hopefully going forward to where he can play better, get in the U.S. Open, which is only three weeks away. Our next major is only three weeks away. <coughs> and it's at uh, Torrey Pines where Phil grew up playing. The U.S. Open is the one major Phil's never got. I'm not saying he's got to get it. Uh-huh. I'm not going to get greedy at all. But uh, I think Phil earned himself a spot on this year's Ryder Cup team, which is crazy because I didn't think he would make it. Uh-huh. I don't know how they can't take him now. But uh, old man still got it. Yep, lefty. Lefty still got it. And uh, fun tournament. Looking forward to the U.S. Open. Got the Memorial coming up next week. That's one of the bigger non-majors <laughs> over at Jack's Place, on Mirfield Village in Columbus, Ohio, or Dublin, Ohio, I should say. Um Golf's still in a good spot because you got the mix of the young guns, you got a mix of the old guys. Some of the young guns didn't play well. Justin Thomas missed the cut. Dustin Johnson missed the cut. Jordan Spieth made the cut and didn't play well. Your boy Rory, the curse is so real. The J-Man curse is so real. (laughs) Made the cut, didn't play well, but we know J-Man's gonna go with them in three weeks for the U.S. Open. Oh, absolutely! I'll book it right now if you want me to. (laughs) So, uh, but fun tournament, I. I enjoy uh, enjoyed watching that Kiowa at the Island Course. They hosted the two thousand twelve PJ Championship, hosted the Ryder Cup back in ninety one, so it's it's hosted big events and then they did it right. So uh, just exciting to see fans in large droves sure. back at, at golf events again. So
1: this episode's brought to you by the damn landing, whether you want an epic burger, hand tossed pizza, handbreaded tenderloin, seafood or a craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, the Dam Landing is the place to be. The Dam Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow that focuses on freshness and quality. Damn Smoke is here every single weekend. It features barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can watch it down with one of their sixteen beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitou in their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, the Damn Landing is the place to be. Located at thirteen oh five Ewing Road in Rochester, I'm sure uh, it was packed this past weekend.
0: I guarantee it. It's uh, I guess this time of year where. A lot of people from the lake that don't really live in Fulton County mm-hmm. uh, but have lake places come out, and, and the dam's usually pretty busy, yep. as it should be. Yep. Do you want to get edumacated? Yep.
1: On this day in 1918, Cleveland Indians Stan Kovaleski sets club record for most innings pitched. As the Indians beat the Yankees 3-2, to he threw 19 innings that day.
0: That's uh, before the – Cubs still go. Cubs became the South Bend Cubs. They used to be South Bend Silverhawks, Kovaleski Stadium, <coughs> named after him. Yep. Um now ni- it's four Wayne's field, right? Four Field. Four wins, yeah, yeah.
1: Nineteen twenty eight, a record. Twelve future Hall of Famers take the field as the Yankees beat the Athletics nine to seven. Wow. Do you imagine if you had a ticket to that game? I'm sure all those people are pretty much uh
0: Dead. Probably, and, and even back then they probably knew they were watching good players, but didn't, didn't, realize, didn't realize the greatness yeah.
1: they, were, they were watching. On this day in 1930, Babe Ruth homered in both games of a doubleheader, which gave him nine home runs that week.
0: It's a good week. <laughs> it's an insane week. You know, one of the hottest weeks hitting, I don't remember what year it was, Tino Martinez one year for the Yankees, hit like 10 in a week.
1: Yeah, I, I know Griffey had a week where he hit like 9 or 10. It was close to a record. Um, I don't remember Tino. Yeah, it was
0: – I think we were in high school at the time, and it was maybe middle school even. It was crazy. It was just like every night Out of Tino hit another homer. <laughs> Tino, i like, he's not even that much of a power hitter. Where is this yeah. coming from? But.
1: Nineteen thirty-five, the first major league night baseball game was played in Cincinnati, home of, Cincinnati. Home of the worst chili imaginable.
0: Oh come on! Reds Skyline beat Phillies uh,
1: two to one. Skyline is like something you just drag out of a garbage can.
0: Nope.
1: You just let all the excess food uh, just pile up in the bottom of a garbage can, and then you put it on hot dogs. Yeah. And and add tomato paste
0: nope give me a three-way with spaghetti chili and shredded cheese i got one of the frozen ones up in my freezer right Style now Skyline
1: chili is an abysmal excuse for a meal
0: i got i got the frozen ones up in my freezer right now i could go for a three-way spaghetti uh chili and and, and cheese and give me some uh, chili cheese conies as well nah yep <laughs> we're gonna agree to disagree there my friend
1: 1964, panic in Lima, Peru, soccer stadium kills 300. I think they just, like, stampeded over each other. I,
0: th- I think you're right. I remember. Not good.
1: 1967, the AFL grants a franchise to the... 67?
0: Yeah. Well, 66 was Denver, which can't be them. Or actually, 60 was Denver. I was wrong there. Sixty, But then they came down and found 66. Sixty-seven AFL it's Cowboys, Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, a lot of Cincinnati stuff tonight.
1: Who won the Indianapolis Five Hundred in nineteen eighty-one?
0: Go with, let's go with uh, uh Foyt.
1: No, Bobby Unser mm. cross finish line ahead of Mario Andretti. Unser was disqualified for pit lane infraction, though, but later reinstated for his third race victory makes no sense. Uh who won the 1986 Stanley Cup?
0: 86? Mm-hmm. Let's go with the Canadians. Yeah, over the Calgary Flames. All right, I go just call. I know they call. the 80s was a lot of the Canadian teams kind of dominated the 80s. <coughs> who
1: won the 1987
0: Indy 500? 87. Let's go with Come on, come on. 87, 87. Um I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Let's go with Andretti. Al Unser Sr. Dang it. (laughs) It's like five families. I can never guess them right.
1: Who won the 1990 Stanley Cup final?
0: 1990. Okay, 93 was the Canadians. (coughs) 1990. So, Ron, let's go with the Bruins.
1: Edmonton Oilers mm. beat the Boston Bruins. Yeah. That was the Oilers' fifth cup win in seven years. When diocese. Ryan Gretzky
0: was playing for them.
1: Who won the 92 Indy 500, the year we were born.
0: 92,
1: 92, 92, 92, 92. Go on, Andretti. Al Unser Jr. <laughs> you got to start picking Unsers, man.
0: Uh, yeah, I know what's going to happen. Gonna go, Al Unser, yep. nope. <laughs> Dang. Um. Let's see. I'm not good with my Indy 500 trivia. That hasn't been... Who, up on you. who won in '98? '98, uh, like a newer guy, probably. Um, that was
1: 23 years ago. Now
0: <laughs> I'm going to go with Alonzo Jr.
1: Eddie Cheever Jr. got the "Junior" part right. Good. Who won 2009?
0: Okay, okay. Oh nine. Tony canon? Helio Castroneves. Yeah. One of Was like three or four wins. What about 2015? um scott dixon Uh, i lost it all right
1: pablo montoya
0: Mm. old nascar guy well any car then nascar then back to any car that's it that's all i got for you Uh, i did not do well i failed big time i feel like we gained knowledge though we did now we're ready to rock and roll an indy 500 Mm trivia but a company who will not fail you is the sponsor for the on this day segment is that that's ProForma Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, ProForma Print House has over 50 years combined experience with promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response. For all your print needs, you need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving them a call today or tonight at 574-210-3815. Get some stuff. Who are you picking for this year's Indianapolis 500? Give me the top ten,
1: and I'll pick a name. Well, let me look it up for you. I'll even go one better, and I'll book a name.
0: you be going to book a name, mm. huh? Well, according to the SportingNews.com, here's your top ten in the odds. you got Scott Dixon as the this favorite. This will be
1: the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. Scott Dixon, whom I've just now heard of, will absolutely win the Indianapolis 500 this year. Absolutely How many laps to you to lead Put all your money How many laps Is there 500
0: No it's 500 mile race How many laps Is that So it's
1: 250 uh, Is that 2 mile
0: No I gotcha Just keep Keep uh,
1: J-Man's book Reduction of the Weeks," brought to you by Indiana Farm 200 Bureau. laps
0: You're right 200 200 laps You want you say 250 200 Yeah laps.
1: He'll lead for 197 of them
0: Oh my gosh No <laughs> way that'd, that'd be a record no, we're a record. No way.
1: <laughs> Travis Watchering sponsors of J-Man's Book of the Week. Life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com.
0: Yeah, Colton Hurta, second in the odds. Old Colt. Uh, back. Pa- Patricio. Patricio. Patricio Award. Patricio Award. Third, Joseph Newgarden, fourth, Alex uh Palo 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 Fifth. My guy I'm picking Alexander Rossi. I've heard of him, I think. Six, Tony Canon, seven Graham Ray Hall. Tony Kanon, absolutely, and Ray Hall. I've picked Ray Hall in the past on this show and it didn't go good for him. Rhinus Viki VK. Um Marcus Erickson. Yeah. Uh, Takumo Soto. He he won one year when we were Yeah,
1: that name did sound
0: familiar. Talking about this. Ryan Hunter. Ray, um Ed Carpenter. Who's your guy, Will At Power, eight. Hilo Castroneves, Juan Pablo Mantoyo, Marco Andretti, Connor Daly, James Hinchcliffe's back there, J.R. Hildenbrand's towards the bottom.
1: I've heard about 4% of those names,
0: <laughs> so. So we will see. We will see. Should be fun. It's, um, how many are they having, 160 in Speedway this year? Huh? 160,000 in Speedway this year? And, uh, you were killing me, Jay don't Man.
1: <laughs> don't ask me. I didn't even know it was this. I forgot it was Memorial Day, or my word association would have been NASCAR drivers or Indy, NASCAR. Indy, Indy car. I was, I was See, preparing for the
0: Indy car driver, I was, so I, I, thought no, I thought
1: I would have just picked the funniest sounding name. I, I
0: thought you were going to do that tonight. So didn't I even was, think about it. I was prepared for it. That's embarrassing.
1: Mine's off topic now.
0: <laughs> uh One hundred thirty-five thousand fans they're going to allow this year. It's pretty good good number. Yeah, it holds about 350.
1: Does it? With everything nah, included with infield and all that. 30% or something.
0: Yeah, still going to be by far the biggest event since the pandemic. Yeah,
1: so by far. You want to hear word association? I do. It is uh broadcasters.
0: Oh, this could be interesting.
1: <laughs> Starting with Stephen A Smith.
0: <coughs> Just an embarrassment. Loud. Um I mean, he made that comment about um his name's escaping me. Angels. Pitch. P- p- he pitches and hits. Angels. Right Shohei Otani? Yes. What did he say? He said he's not a good hitter because he's hitting 270 this past week. He Has, didn't he see me. He hasn't you tweet, watched. He didn't baseball. see me quote, tweet that and said, How does this guy have a job where he makes millions million dollars a year? see that. How? He doesn't watch baseball then. Said, Ohtani, yeah, I just could not think of his name. Shohei Punch T- T- him in the face. Yep.
1: Speaking of punching in the face, Max Kellerman
0: boxing because yeah. that's oh. just why for me it doesn't I don't watch him enough he,
1: he was the first host of Around the Horn wasn't yes. he? Yes. That's what I thought.
0: Yep. Joe Buck. Fox. I just he's a Fox guy. I he's boring for my taste. I think he's good at his job, but he's, he's boring.
1: He's grown on me baseball wise. Yeah. I don't like when he does Cubs Cardinal games, though.
0: I, I just – Fox and the Cowboys is kind of what I –
1: Honestly, I think I'd like Joe Buck and Jim Nance better if they were paired with more likable – I can't stand Romo. Cannot stand him. I like Romo uh,
0: and Nance. Aikman's
1: so boring. I like Nance a little better now that he's not paired with Phil Simms because Phil Simms – Yeah, he was bad. Phil Simms made a
0: – I'm more like Nance for golf and college basketball. But of course I think Nance is really good college
1: football. basketball. Jim Nance. <laughs>
0: Best job in the world.
1: Yeah, has a good one. <laughs> he he needs to be getting paid more than Covers Tony Romo NFL, does.
0: Than uh, Final Four. Than the Masters. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. It's
1: a good one. Gets summers off. Well, golf. I guess
0: he lives on Pebble Beach.
1: <laughs> he golfed at Houston, didn't he?
0: Did he golf? Yeah, he was. Well, I don't know if he golfed now, but he was Fred Couples' roommate. Okay, He, used he was to a, at least for a year. Something with golf. Yep. Colin Coward. Hate when my dad puts him on uh, when my dad comes over during his lunch break and puts them on my TV. Um, I'm not a fan. I think he makes outlandish things, then he walks them back five weeks mm-hmm. later. Doesn't stick by his predictions at all. Nope. Rich Eisen. I like Rich Eisen. Uh, Run, Rich, Run. I like his show on SiriusXM. I think he does a good job. Mm-hmm. I like him on the NFL Network a lot. Trey Wingo. Indifferent. I mean, I think he's fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have an opinion on him.
1: He's no longer with ESPN. No,
0: I think he, I think I have no problem with him whatsoever. Buster Olney, baseball nerd. I hate him. He just I he's hate all national He's baseball the baseball writers. scoop
1: guy. I mean, he is the Ken Rosenthal's the scoop guy. Okay, but only's um, Ol, Ol, the guy that likes to piggyback on Rosenthal's. Likes to ride his coattails.
0: So anyway. It's kind of like well, I don't want to say Ian because I like Ian Rappaport. I, like I was going to say like him and Sheffner, but. Sh- yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going
1: to those guys. Al Michaels. Legend. Yep, absolutely. Chris Collinsworth, his partner.
0: Growing on me. The slide in. I like, sliding, the I like sliding Collinsworth. Slide in. He's growing on me. I used don't to, mind him at all. There's one time I couldn't stand him. He's growing on me. Tony Romo. Amazing knowledge. Like, you can see the play developing before it. He can predict the play developing before it even happens. He's
1: really good at that. That's
0: what just blows my mind.
1: He needs to stop talking so much. He let, does talk a lot. Let the game kind of breathe, and he—he just—it's nonstop talk, and that's not what we want. To, we want to watch the game. Sure, gets paid, I mean, he gets paid a lot. it gets way way too much. Troy Aikman, boringest guy mm-hmm. in sports.
0: Yeah, he fits his partner Buck pretty well. Pretty boring. Mel Kuyper, just annoying. I mean, just. <laughs> Yeah, guy that talks too much, Chris Berman. Don't know how he keeps getting extensions at ESPN.
1: It's probably because he was one of the first guys there. I imagine. back back
0: back back back.
1: So does he? The, he doesn't call that anymore, does he?
0: I'm sure he does on highlights, but he doesn't really do highlights. But he still does the rumbling, bumbling, stumbling on Man. NFL highlights.
1: I, I used to miss, or I miss his NFL like highlight show. What was that called? Was it
0: was NFL Tonight? Yeah, I know. What uh, you're it was MLP tonight. And, him and Tom Jackson did it.
1: I forget what that was called, but I used to love it. Um, Skip Bayless, last one. No.
0: <laughs> Punchable. Can't stand him. He's in my top five least favorite um, sports media.
1: This was not a list of who would you want to push in front of a car. <laughs>
0: he, would, oh. he would
1: be at the top of the list.
0: He'd be. Uh, um, I'm not uh, – no, nope. uh, that's just mean to say. No. Nope. I have no problem saying mean things. No, nope, I'm not going to say that on, on Come air. after me, FCC. I'm not going to say that on air. I just, he, yeah. there because he – yeah. There's one guy I like <laughs> a lot worse than him. But I'm, Who is it? Johnny Miller. Oh, yeah. I can't stand him. I'm so glad he doesn't call golf in anymore. He, golf was better back in his day. Oh, that guy. It was more dis- it was more. <laughs> how how did he miss that putt? He should make that nine out ten times. Like, dude, <laughs> you missed – you quit the game for missing short putts. I don't want to hear it. Oh, could he never said anything Didn't nice. he
1: have the lowest major round ever until so a Justin guy Thomas tied, tied it? it you know? Yeah. And he, he thought he was going to cry. Yeah, he probably wasn't <laughs> too happy at that. He was probably rooting against him. Oh, he them. just,
0: oh, <coughs> oh I can't stand it. He He probably roots against America in the Ryder Cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's what type of guy he is. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it's, oh, man. Good list. I like that list. The word associated segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, attorney at law. Rhett Lane and the Law Office of Andrea Key LLC are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of north central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, give them a call today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. NBA
1: playoffs have just started. Uh, We had some play-in games. Pacers are done. Yeah, yeah. smoked.
0: Um, Smoked.
1: Golden State Warriors are done. Should have beat the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, They were up 15, I believe, at half, um, and then lost, and then lost to the Grizzlies. I actually watched the end of that. That was a really good game at the end. That was a good game. Um, Who else is out? Hornets are out. Who else on the western side is out? Who did the Grizzlies beat? in the play in spurs spurs they're out yeah so um the lakers lost their first one which i've found myself really rooting against the lakers
0: everybody is besides laker and lebron fans
1: um sons are good though and i mean lakers Mm -hmm. were the first seven seed i think ever to be favored in a uh, series against a two seed um as as we mentioned uh the knicks playing their first playoff game in the garden since I, i think it was 2012 or 13 13 i believe um the Hawks took him to the wire, and Trey Young hit a little floater uh, with 0. 0.7 seconds left, 0. 0.9 seconds left uh, to beat
0: Silence the, crowd. the Knicks.
1: Uh, Grizzlies are up 1 nothing on the one seed Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell did not that was, play. Yeah, make part he was of it. scratched early, um, or late, I should say. He was a late scratch, and uh, he's their best player. And I think he was shocked. The team was shocked. That he was scratched. Uh, I don't know why they did it. It's the playoffs. You can need to play through that kind of stuff, and he wanted to, and
0: the team wouldn't let him. Yeah, one game could be the whole difference in series. Yeah. Uh, I thought Dallas got <laughs> a big win. Didn't see that coming. Huge. Yeah. Um. Who'd they beat? Clippers. Clippers. That's yeah. right. Pretty easily. Um, Sixers got a win yesterday. Yep, they're
1: up uh, one game nil on the uh, on the. Um, I just saw it. Now I lost it. I, I've I've been bad with my NBA. The Wizards.
0: Yeah. Um Nets won. They took care of business the other night.
1: Bucks are up one game. That was a good game as well. Two point game against Miami. Um yeah. Nets won by eleven against Celtics. It, the Celtics. Miami's jerseys were
0: horrible the other night. They looked like the Pacers they look jerseys. They looked like the Pacers jerseys. Yeah. Um big game Bucks heat tonight and a crucial game for the Nuggets already. Nuggets, Blazers. Nuggets lose this one, they're not going series. Who wins? I think both home teams win tonight. I, agree. I think the Bucks and Nuggets. I think Bucks
1: it. end up sweeping. Yeah. The Heat and uh I think the Nuggets Blazers go seven.
0: It's wild to think the Heat made the finals last year. In the bubble.
1: Forgot about that.
0: You were you were a Heat fan last year.
1: That's right. I haven't been I haven't been as loyal of a follower this year as I was last year.
0: Well, Myers Leonard doesn't even is he even on the team anymore. He's not on any See, team anymore yeah. and he
1: probably will never be on yeah. a team anymore, let's be honest. Kendrick Nunn's on it though. Yeah. He's gonna get paid too, it sounds like.
0: Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. To, I will say the NBA playoffs are so much more entertaining to watch than the NBA regular season, as it should be. But I was going to say, I think you can say that for about
1: every sport. Everybody
0: tries so much harder, and it's mm-hmm. it, it, usually you get some pretty good games that come down to the wire. Yeah. Ready for birdie bogey again? I think I have it.
1: This, All right. I think I have it. Let me hear it again.
0: All right, so there's one NFL player that each of the last five seasons has rushed for at least eight touchdowns each of those seasons. Who is
1: it? The guy I think it is, I had him on my fantasy team at least two of those years, and he had really good seasons. And I know he's had good seasons the past couple years as well. I don't know if he got to the eight touchdowns this past year, but this guy is Melvin Gordon.
0: Give yourself a birdie. Nailed it. Yep. Saw ESPN today. I'm like, nah, Josh, I'm going to get this. I, I had no idea. He, I was thinking Dalvin Cook, but I don't think he's been in the league five years. He was a little banged up last year. I had and no idea yeah, he had touchdowns last year, and he did. And he's got to be – because they were talking about the Broncos NFL Network, how he'll be their main guy this year. And Devontae Williams will be the backup because Phil Lindsay's now in Houston. So I was thinking
1: there's no way Adrian Peterson has done no. it. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I heard he hasn't been in the league five years.
0: Josh Allen was up there.
1: Really? He's only been in the league.
0: Four years. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was thinking years. maybe
1: Lamar Jackson, but he's only been a starter for two. Yeah. No, three, two and a half. That's um, a good question. Who uh, – Derrick, Derrick Henry was my second That's right. I thought guy. you were going guess. He was up there with um, four, I believe. But I didn't know if he'd been in the league. And I knew his first year or two he wasn't great, and then he kind of – he had that breakout game against the Jags where he had 99-yard touchdown run.
0: Who? What's the overall standings for the year look like? For what? Birdie bogey. Oh, pfft. You um, and
1: I'm plus one. You're even. I got
0: one lead. joke yep. lead.
1: Thanks for watching the Tannen J-Man show live on the ISC sports network. We'll be back at it next Monday with some hot takes.
0: Yes, we will be back on Memorial day. Same time. Oh yeah, it's Memorial day. So everybody, second time you've done that this show. So everybody have a great Memorial day weekend. If you're spending time with friends and family, have a good time. Uh, hopefully the weather's nice enough. You can grill out and Maybe enjoy some pool time. Or. I grill out when it's
1: four below zero. He does. So.
0: True story. Watch the 500. Do whatever you normally do. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at and Man Show. Um, buy some merchandise at com. And like J-Man said, we'll be back next week, Monday night, 6.30 Eastern time. Right here on ISC Sports Network. Have a great one, everybody.